Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Good to be connected with you again. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. This is one of our phenomenal hours where I just get to chit-chat with folks and figure out what this life is about. We have called this many things. We've called it our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. We have called it Waking Up. Whatever you want to call it, however that feels for you, let me just say that this is an invitation. We're thrilled, we're honored, and we're absolutely excited to have you join us here tonight. I want to thank all of you out there that have participated in our Call to Connection campaign, a phenomenal ongoing event that's happening, thousands of dollars worth of gifts and prizes just for the sake of giving. And each of you have become pay-it-forward angels sharing this with people around the world. So thank you so much for participating. And also check out who some of the contributors were, some of our Pay It Forward Angel Partners. They've done a phenomenal job in just making this the best season of giving ever. Tonight's show is, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about tonight's show. I'm hoping to get a whole bunch of uh, questions answered by my guest. Uh, healing, yeah, I hope he's laughing already. Healing House is my work as a psychic house cleaner with my very special guest, Sheldon Norberg. And so think about this. Think about being a psychic house cleaner. What does that mean? Well, today... You're going to find out from Sheldon what this really means. In his book, Healing House is My Work as a Psychic House Cleaner, he documents a lot of the different things that he has discovered, he has gone through, experiences, and things that others have uh, experienced as well. So we get two decades as a professional psychic whose career has focused on houses where death, disease, or trauma of a prior owner left not only ghosts, but rationally, inexplicably, uh, unusual, whatever you want to call it, phenomenon. The bottom line is, sometimes this could be really pesty in a lot of ways. He's joining us here tonight as someone that knows what it's like to have phenomenal books out there, to be in a community of people where healing is a second nature, but phenomenon is always part of the unexpected. Um, thank you so much, Sheldon, for joining us here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Pat. Uh, great to be talking with you. So, you know, let's start out with this conversation about you for a little bit. Um, I can only imagine what it's like to be called a psychic house cleaner. You know, for me, <laughs> it, it is and always has been since I started this path really difficult to explain to people what kind of what I'm doing, what a talk radio host is. So I can only imagine what it's like for you when you walk into a room and somebody says, hey, what do you do, Sheldon? <laughs> How do those conversations go? 
Uh, it's it's always been a, a strange question for me because I, I never really thought of myself as, as doing this work. It's always been something that I I started doing and I I built up a, a bit of a client base or I I built some progress and I sat back and I said what am I doing and I I really didn't want to tell anybody this is what I was doing because it seemed it's just so weird to me and in, impossible to, to kind of confront. So, and people have all of these expectations of, you know, can you just come into my house and tell me that it's haunted or uh, can you, you know, are you seeing the dead while you walk around in the world and through the park and, uh, you know, every kind of, Hollywood-related idea that has seeped into the consciousness they sort of expect is is how you operate. And it's it's really not like that for me, particularly as a guy. You know, I'm, I'm coming from a, a perspective where I'm constantly needing, had for years, constantly needed to prove this work to myself and prove again and again that my uh, awareness and my intuitions about things were correct and that the level that I was working at and the way I was working with things was actually having some effect. But you know, over time and working with you know dozens and then hundreds of different clients and situations, uh, at this point I'm, I'm pretty comfortable that I can go into a, a house where there is some sort of paranormal effect and resolve whatever it is because mm-hmm. I've, I've walked into so many places that you know stumped me to walk into and that I wasn't prepared for and had impossible expectations from my client and actually met their their needs and their desires in able being able to shift the energy well, I mean, what's interesting is I love how you, you, you just mentioned, you know, the Hollywood phenomena because, I mean, for, literally, I think the film Poltergeist kind of put the whole house cleaning thing on the map, whether it was right or not, right? I mean, you remember the original Poltergeist movie? Well, you know, I mean, you start with The Exorcist and you kind of work your way across the board there. It's like who's going to come in and, and stop some sort of weird energy from inhabiting people or spaces? And it, it, of course, those people are looking at Hollywood and looking at how to push things into a situation that sells a lot of units, that sells a lot of theater tickets, that sells a lot of books or, or whatever, and, and not about how it actually, uh, these sort of things occur and how they really affect people and how to work with them without generating this tremendous fear about it. Because fear and, and fright sells interest. And in my work, I find that there are a number of situations I've come across that, that can be frightening for my clients, but it's not like there's some giant wave of terror awaiting everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something's going to come out from under your bed and grab you. But yeah. in a sense, in a sense, though, you know, the discomfort, don't you think that, and I use the term discomfort because I, I, for lack of a better word, um, but the discomfort that some people might have when moving into a house or living in a home and they can't quite put their finger on things that are going on, you know, or there might be a things that, you know, happen, a series of events. It's hard for them to really get a grasp on it, 
but most of the time people know when there's something not right in a house, don't you think? That's been my principle from the beginning. And in fact, where I did my training is in psychic work at the Academy of Intuition Medicine. That was really a stressed point that each of us is aware in all these ways that we aren't taught to understand and that we generally don't understand or know how to work with. And that by developing a vocabulary and a sensitivity to the intuitive information and styles that we all operate with, we can begin to really use that information and use these techniques to heal ourselves. And that said, my general plan of action, if a client contacts me, is to seek their highest information. You know, people want me to come and look at the situation and tell them something's going on. I'm like, no, I want you to tell me what's going on because you're living with it and you're experiencing the brunt of whatever kind of energy is happening in your home. And that can be very, it can be very powerful, but it also can be very subtle. And I expect that my client's information about, you know, knowing where their baseline of feeling is when they're out in the world and how different that is when they're in their home is going to inform me and inform the process of how we we heal their house. And, you know, you talk about this in the book. Uh, For those of you all just tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show, I want to introduce you to my very special guest, Sheldon Norberg, joining me here today. The book is Healing Houses, My Work as a, a Psychic House Cleaner. And bottom line with this book is you get to visit the world that Sheldon has pretty much lived uh, most of his life. You get, we all get to visit it. And also what I found, Sheldon, is you really do uh, clarify. Let me, uh, let me just say that. You clarify some of the misnomers, some of the things that have been out there uh, because of the media, because of Hollywood, that just may not be true. And so in, in the scheme of things, where does the conversation begin in terms of describing this phenomenon? Well, that's a, a great question, Pat, and I, I try to address that in the book somewhat, but, mm-hmm. you know, really since it came out and I've really been thinking about this as a whole thing more, there's a couple of things that really come to mind because the the way in which we discuss energy as human beings and our ability to transmit and receive energy is being researched more and more scientifically and there's more and more papers coming out about how we are communicating on these subtle levels without knowing it and some people know it but that our bodies and our hearts have sense have sense awareness of other people's actions and thoughts toward us and this is being proven again and again and if we have this conscious ability and if we're operating as these highly conscious beings then there is some kind of network between us that gives us information and it can be very powerful and acute when there's something serious going on and we know when something bad happened to somebody close to us or we know when we pick the phone that there's something you know coming our way we or we we feel these things and we we haven't got words in our language to describe why we know this or we do in the sort of energy sciences. Um, But that gets very mixed up in the translation and has for a long time. And if you think about this as just a further uh, level of our sensitivity as human beings and that we're all kind of networked in like this, 
then the whole idea that we are able to communicate in this way does not become so frightful. And when people think about the spirit energy of someone who has left their body uh, still remaining in some way, it's been painted by the tradition and the Hollywood lens as this, you know, frightening and terrifying thing. And, you know, what I find in houses that have ghosts is that there generally has been some serious difficulty in transitioning for that person. Either they died violently or painfully or long uh, remorse. Um, but that it, it's not usually accumulating something that is, vicious and terrifying or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. that that's important, I think, for people to realize that where we're coming from with our expectation of things is puts this mask over the reality of our energetic communication, which is really kind of straightforward. Yeah, is it true? Um, because, you know, I, I, in reading the book, there were a couple things I was really struck by. Uh, one of the things I was struck by was the energy uh, of uh, the energy in the house when the individual is alive, and then the other thing that I was struck by was the energy in the house based on how that individual may have died in that house or something happened to them, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to I wanted to ask you um, how one affects the other, or maybe not so much. Well, I think that you know people are always looking for their friend's house where everything's really great and you all get together for Christmas or for parties and that, you know, few but some very significantly people have kind of moved into their home with a really serious intention, and I talk a lot about intention in my book, to yeah. make their home uh, a gathering place, a family place, uh, uh, a place where everyone feels met and seen and loved and communicated with. And we gravitate toward those homes because they have a conscious intention. Now, it's pretty rare that somebody puts the conscious intention into their home for it to be a bummer. (laughs) But a lot of the time, our action, our difficult family dynamics, our violence toward each other, our anger, our divorces, stuff like that builds up a lot of heat, resentment issues, energetic communication between all the parties, mom and dad and the kids who are firing off all of these thoughts and emotions that most of the time they cannot speak or mm, digest. And so they get kind of barfed out and swept under the rug and stack up. And that's what people who are sensitive feel when they enter an environment. Is it a place where there's a lot of happiness and intention to generate happiness, or is it a place where people have gotten stuck into a rut and are angry and tired and unhappy or tragically ill and dying, uh, as this happens in in many of the houses that I've worked Mm -hmm. in? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what I you know what I love about you know sort of the time we're moving into now. Um, I think for you being in this uh, career, being you know, professional psychic house cleaner for 20 years, you have had to be the pioneer, so to speak, to really clear the way for a lot of new language. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's talk about some new language. First of all, let's talk about vibrational energy. I mean, now you can talk about vibration, you can talk about energy, and 
people don't always look at you like you're crazy anymore. I In mean, some places they do. Like, now you're like, yeah, I get it. I get the vibe, right? And, you know, these are people that aren't necessarily smoking anything. Well, it's funny because, you know, in doing research for the book, there's one particular story I talk about where, and, and I hear about these houses, kind of a theme, where the guy who had lived there and died there in this apartment was a chain smoker, serious, serious smoker. And my client, who had lived in this apartment for a few years by the time she found me, found that every night at 3 in the morning she would wake up feel like she was being watched, and smell cigarette smoke. Go out in the living room, and it smelled like somebody was smoking. It smelled like there was an ashtray sitting there. And she had, you know, completely cleaned this apartment, scrubbed the walls, done everything. Her fiancé moved in with her, and that's when they called me, because he started to experience this, and it was freaking him out. And they'd go out and wander around the apartment complex, see if somebody's outside smoking, is there some vent bringing to their house? Absolutely nothing. And... It was really about the energetic presence of this guy, and he was a very unpleasant guy, sitting there and smoking all the time in late at night and waking up at 3 in the morning, which by Chinese medicine clock is the time that your lung energy is activated. So uh-huh. if he was passed out in his chair watching cable TV at night, he would wake up at 3 in the morning to cough. This is kind of a standard, if you understand Chinese medicine. And when I started researching smell, I found that this most famous molecule researcher, perfume designer, um, has this whole theory of how the molecules of scent act differently than other molecules, which are operating in this sort of key lock phenomenon when you talk Mm -hmm. about how all our molecules are communicating, and realize that the olfactory senses are working with this whole vibrational aspect where a molecule may have a certain shape, but it doesn't really affect your sensory capacity with that shape. It affects your sensory capacity based on the speed and orientation that it is vibrating. And this has kind of opened up this whole world of understanding smell. So when It's I fascinating, this, isn't it? I mean, that's a whole other layer, isn't it? Right. So I look at these cases where people have these very distinct smells that occur in their house around the, a ghost or around the, uh, some, you know, mostly in ghost cases where, you know, the smell of grandma appears on, you know, certain days at certain times or whatever. And this seems to be that if this vibration was being charged again by this consciousness from wherever it is beyond the body that is attempting to stay in this temporal realm, and it's acting at the same vibrational frequency that it always had. And it's affecting mm. our ability to sense it through smell. Mm. Which well, sounds crazy, but it's, yeah. it's, it's actually as close to physics as, as I've found. What's really fascinating about this is, as I was reading the book, I, I wondered, oh my gosh, I wonder how many millions of people around the globe are actually having these experiences and not really knowing it. I mean, do you think it's more common um, or do you believe it's more common than most of us really think? Well, it's interesting. I, I went out today because now that the book's out, I've decided to try and reach out to the realty world. Where mm-hmm. before I've, I've pretty much been on um, referral only for most of my career. 
And I talked to a few realtors today who said, well, why we? I had just had this house that for the last six months, no one would make a bid. Beautiful, amazing, completely rebuilt house. No one would touch it. And mm. they're, you know, they know that there's these houses that are stuck and that people back away from, and they don't understand why. And they don't want to put a lot of credence into superstition, uh, which is basically what you have until more and more physical science kind of backs up these relationships. But I think that people have these experiences and they don't know how to explain them or have a, a very good, you know, they don't have a language for them, they don't have the support structure to discuss them except very privately among their friends who they aren't worried whether they think they're crazy or not. Because most of my clients come to me by the time they're like, all my friends think I'm crazy, my family thinks I'm crazy, and I'm going crazy because there's something really weird going on here. Well, and you know, and part of this is I'm getting some uh, um, I'm getting some messages coming in now, questions for you. Um, one of them is, uh, can you, um, hi Sheldon, can can you please uh, clarify whether or not these energies can actually move physical things? So, for oh, yeah. example, yeah. Yeah, they can? It's rare. I find that the poltergeist activity occurs really only, in my experience, it's only been in places where people had committed suicide or where there's a really violent uh, death and that the spirit is attempting very, very hard to exert its presence. Although some people tell me about, you know, tricky spirits that, you know, move your wallet around or move things around. But I've had clients who've had things pushed off tables repeatedly and things, you know, moving around at night as well as noises and stuff like that. So uh, I am under the impression that, yes, and, the, you know, here's the, there's, an Im- there's an imprint on the bed every morning. The covers have been moved. There's that sort of stuff is not uncommon. Okay, so we're going to take a short break uh, in a little bit, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some tips, how you can tell if your home needs mm-hmm. healing, because this is this is what we were talking about. I mean, uh, you know, but before we do that, I, I want to uh, ask you to describe what healing means, because you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, most of us grew up with the pol- poltergeist thing, right? And right. there's that famous line in there, what does she say, this house is clean, or something like that. <laughs> and bottom line was, the house wasn't clean. Um, but, I mean, everybody sort of, you know, kind of pinpoints to that one scene. Let's mm. talk about what cleaning uh, is about, what healing is about for a moment. Well, for me, it's about releasing whatever energetic charge is there to the uh, identified patient, <laughs> if you will, because, and with some of my clients, one of my clients where there had been a suicide in, in his house uh, before he bought it, um, really pointed out to me how important it had, the work had been for him in respect to the deceased people who mm-hmm. still were extant on his in his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he felt like it did amazing things for his house and his ability to live there, but he felt that it might have been even more important for the spirits of the dead to actually be transited out. Mm-hmm. And, and that was that was really amazing for me to hear. 
from mm-hmm. from one mm-hmm. of my clients. So on that level, there's the work in which I'm kind of hopefully doing the work of spirit to help things transcend. And on the physical plane, it's about creating a grounded, secure, and comfortable environment where my clients feel that they are the ones who are truly inhabiting the space. They're not sharing it with someone else, someone they don't know, their deceased mother or in-laws or ex-husband or anyone else, but they who really have the rightful contract to be there and to be there designing the life that they intend at the level that they intend. It is. I mean, I could see how people would feel completely trapped. Um, I have a follow-up question that came on to the, you know, the question that was about ghosts actually opening windows and putting things in a room like a towel. The follow-up question is, okay, um, what do you do about that? <laughs> That's a really good question. Let's hold that answer for when we come back from break, if you don't mind. <laughs> hold it. We're all like... You know, I mean, do you bring out the cookies? Is it like is it like Santa Claus? What is that like? Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be back with Sheldon Norberg. The book is Hot Off the Press, Healing House is My Work as a Psychic House Cleaner. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Are you tired of hanging on to things in your life that hold you back? Get ready to reclaim your fearless nature with Annette Bingham. Annette has been a catalyst for helping people achieve maximum results. Known for her breakthrough approaches, she will assist you to unleash your true power. Her unique distance healing techniques have been empowering people globally. Get ready for a life-changing event to step into your fearless nature. For more information, visit AnnetteBingham.com or call 432-770-4062. Do you ever get so frazzled you find it difficult to function? Many people are experiencing more stress and fear than ever. When we react from this place of fear and stress, we end up damaging relationships and creating more grief in our lives. Lynette McKenzie has a solution for you. The Energy Emergency Toolkit. Ten easy tools to go from frazzled to fantastic in five minutes. Visit OpenLiveNow.com and download your free Energy Emergency Toolkit and go from frazzled to fantastic now. After a 15-year search for a truly delicious, healthy, easy-to-prepare organic meal, Savitri and Adil Pakivala founded Eastern Essence. They set out to do what their friends and business acquaintances thought impossible, to produce delicious, healthy, vital food grown in harmony with nature and to promote organic farming in India. Happy food, happy people, happy planet. For more information, go to easternessence.com. That's easternessence.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. 
Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits. By adopting a wellness mindset and behaviors like eating well, taking the right nutrition for the body, exercising, and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs. With CRA, I will be your wellness coach to help you achieve a wellness lifestyle. Call us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. For more information about us, if you've missed any part of the show tonight, um, then please feel free to go to our website, thedrpatshow.com or drpatlive.com. If you want to find out more information about my very special guest, uh, Sheldon, you can certainly go to Sheldon's website, and I'm going to give that to you now. Uh, you also can get a copy of the book there. You can go to healinghouses.com, healinghouses.com. Check it out. Really some cool videos there, as well as you can take a look at his book and what this is all about. Uh, before we kind of jump ahead to the tip, Sheldon, first of all, let me thank you for, for joining me here. Um, I want to I, I want to answer up this follow up question because this is now getting interesting with this uh, particular listener. So the follow up question is okay, all right. So they move the towels, they can open up the window. What do you do about it? Well, that's where it gets tricky. Yeah. Um, certainly, you know, in my work, and I, you know, have taught some classes on how to work with this. Um, I find that people who take a very serious uh, approach to it in making offerings or uh, attempting to communicate with that uh, with the spirit need to come from a very kind of grounded and protected place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very kind of tricky work to kind of call something like that up, to open up mm-hmm. your belief system and your... Uh, personal space to try and interact with that, but I've talked to a number of people who have done it kind of on the fly and had positive results in asking for information and to release uh, such a spirit. Um, generally, I recommend people call me, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a that can be a big stretch. And uh, No, I would call you. Are you kidding me? Well, if my uh, windows were being open and I was having towels moved around, I would call you faster than uh, than anybody can imagine. As a matter of fact, let's take a minute and give out your your phone number at this point in time because I think you're right. I mean, uh, you know, when you've got that kind of phenomenon going on, we're not just talking about walking into a room and feeling uncomfortable. Generally, when I try to work with people to help them develop a practice for tuning their own house, Mm-hmm. I ask that they not have something that problematic in the, in there because it, it's opening up a can of worms that could mm-hmm. uh, theoretically make you ill. Mm-hmm. And and I have had a number of clients who've had their psychic friends over and gotten wiped out. And, you know, I developed this practice 
because I was getting a lot of referrals from other psychics who don't want to go into these places because, you know, their clients have a house with big problems and it, they know that it's got a, a real unpleasant feel to it, particularly from my perspective when I go into a place where somebody has died unpleasantly. Uh, nobody calls me to deal with pleasant deaths. Um, and I'll sit and review their death. So I'm sitting in someone's you know, bedroom space watching someone die again and again and again. I'm sitting with mm. somebody who's been murdered or killed themselves and kind of seeing them through that process repeatedly as I attempt to change the energy values around that experience mm-hmm. so that it's no longer holding on to the kind of concrete and intense feeling but is able to be sort of resolved and lifted out. And mm-hmm. that's that's a long-term practice and a lot of looking at unpleasant stuff, which I don't yes. think most people are really wanting to do. Uh, so call a professional is always a <clears throat> good advice for people who have a really difficult uh, situation. And certainly that's, you know, one of the things I'm doing with this book is, you know, making myself available. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is an area that, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you really don't want to be doing it. Uh, because there are some things that we just don't understand, especially those of us that are not experts uh, in the field. So thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying I, to get down to it with as little fear as possible and without right. generating any kind of, you know, I really want to get as scientifically close as possible to describing how this works without generating any sort of weird hysteria or uh, self-aggrandizing or mm, puffery about the whole mm-hmm. practice. I really try to be diligent and straightforward mm-hmm. with what I do and, and to you know help other people trust their own intuition and understand what's, what's going on as much as possible and right. you know play safe at the same time. Right, but some of these energies, I mean, don't, can't some of these energies get, you know, be, be, can't they be like an angry energy and actually make life, uh, difficult, more, actually even more difficult for, pe- for people, or is that Hollywood? Um, that is true. And I have been in some houses where there have been some unpleasant spirits who did not want to leave and who made things very difficult for my clients and appeared in their dreams or, you know, wow. a lot of times at the dream, state, um, they would be getting visited by uh, very unpleasant people or people who had a real determination uh, not to let them live there. There was one case I was working with a woman who um, her husband's wife had died a couple of years before they met, or maybe they had met before then, but they started going out some you know years later and 18 months later, something, and they got married, and he agreed to sell his house and so they could move into a, another place together, and he didn't do that. So she moved into his house, even though she had wow. her own, and every night as she slept, the spirit of his ex, his former wife, would appear in her dreams and smother her with a pillow until she'd wake up you know, gasping for air. And this happened repeatedly until she she had her own house still so she got to move back to her house but then had to commute back and forth to take care of the three kids 
Mm. And they were young children, and it, as it turned out, when I came to you know work on the house, that this her predecessor was so intent over maintaining her connection to her children that even though she had had a cancer diagnosis 18 months before her death and a six-month uh, terminal window, she hadn't told her children till within two weeks of her death that she was dying. Wow. And the intensity with which she was trying to hold on to them and maintain connected to them just layered that whole house and she appeared <laughs> very clearly to to me and, and to my client very forcefully to my client um, so you know it was a tremendous tragedy I mean it's not like oh this evil ghost is coming here and trying to do things I'm like no this person who couldn't deal with this tremendously difficult and tragic situation is exerting energetic force from beyond to maintain her commitment to her children and to the position that she feels is hers, even though she's not here to fulfill those duties. Mm. So it, it gets to be layered and complex, and, you know, the the simple answer is very, very rare. I know. I mean, it, and, you know, as much as Hollywood does try to, simplify it for the public and to sensationalize it for the public you know almost always you know the issues are way more complicated than than even hollywood can present and i think people get that but the one thing that i think is really important is that you know people have a sense sheldon they have a sense of when something just ain't right and i want to talk about some of those things that you've learned that could help people at least get a sense that there may be something going on. What are some of the things people should be aware of when walking into a home or or being in a home? Well, I think, you know, the one thing that turns up for me again and again, seeing these clients buy these fabulous houses, and there'll be a room, often the master bedroom, that gets turned into a storage room. You know, this room that, in my hood, you know, it's a quarter-million-dollar room, and it's full of boxes because they don't feel comfortable in it. They've moved into mm. this house, and there's a room that feels uncomfortable. It makes them feel depressed, sad, low energy, sick, or have really wicked dreams. And because they're not used to listening to their dreams or even remembering what their dreams are, they're just, okay, I'll just go down the hall or whatever. I'll turn that mm. into the guest room. And then the guests sleep on the couch because they don't like it. There are rooms in the house that you want to avoid. That's a sign to me. Uh, if the house itself just doesn't feel comfortable and you feel like you can't relax and that, you know, you're yourself when you leave the house, when you're at your neighbor's, when you're at your friend's, you feel fine, you come home and you're hit with any kind of energy sensation. Maybe you're feeling something in your heart that is unpleasant or maybe you're getting a weird back-of-the-neck, you know, hairs raising. It's something to just file in your little list of what you're feeling and how you're how you're being communicated with by the uh, energetic information of your house. Mm. Sleep and dreams, and if you have kids, 
Uh, I see this again and again. Kids are woken up repeatedly. The kids have bad dreams. Kids can't. I mean, kids do have bad dreams and problems sleeping and their own fears. But if you move into a house and they change their behavior to suit the whatever's going on in their space, can't sleep, must climb in your bed every night, having the same nightmare every night, uh, that's a real indicator that there's something there. And I really dislike the way that, I mean, there's nothing to be done about it in a greater sense, that our kids are super sensitive to this, and how do we handle our kids' awareness? But, you know, it kind of irks me that they wind up getting the brunt of it because it's left undealt with in so many situations, and then mm-hmm. later denied. Um, but I've had, a, I've had a number of clients who called me specifically because their kids were aware of things that were happening in their house and they needed to be dealt with yeah i mean you know this is and certainly we have all become more aware of how amazingly open children are at all ages and i i you know i get a sense sheldon that parents are are not dismissing their kids as they uh, as they might have been 10 20 years ago right and maybe that has been from from all the hollywood uh, um, sensationalization around this. I mean, certainly, what is it? The sixth sense yeah. uh, definitely brought to the light um, a lot of questions for people. Well, I think that's uh, it been a very good thing in that, you know, in this whole field, this whole awareness of energy and our, just because our culture has grown to start looking at other cultures and other ways of perceiving being a human being. Mm-hmm. We started to kind of take on more Eastern philosophy, Chinese medicine, the Vedic uh, chakra view, and those images and those concepts are have been in, enculturated to some level. And now we recognize subconsciously that there's a whole lot more going on than you know skin and bone. Well, you know, there's one particular uh, thing I remember from that film, and I wanted to ask you about it because I, I go through this myself. I have periods where, uh, it, and, and you know, and there's no real pattern to this, but I'll be at a certain place, uh, and I will get freezing cold. And you know, this is, in, and and actually, my friend's mom is like this too. Uh, the room could be 80 degrees, but I feel cold, and it's almost like a bone chill. You know, it's not like, oh, rub my skin and make me feel better. It's like, oh my God, give me something to heat my bones. And, and, and I want to talk about that because I, you know, I believe that a lot of people feel that and we usually write it off or blow it off because it's, it's kind of part of our norm to be chilly from time to time. So is this one of the signs? Is this something people should be mindful of? Or again, is that Hollywood? Well, I definitely get that in, in certain houses there'll be, a whole room that's impossible to eat. And I had one yeah. time, they had this they had a beautiful living room that they never used. They kind of gathered in another side room because even with this full-on heat, forced air heat going in there, it just, you know, was, disappeared. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I study insulation. I study home uh, performance and insulation values and pressure values of homes. And uh, I understand how that works. And, there's places where there's another level of something working that defies the, the uh, 
physical, you know, normal physical principles to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. certainly that that icy feeling. I mean, I'll get cold kind of sitting anywhere for too long. Right. But there's this kind of ice, the icy hand feeling that I get reported to me a lot, where people will be sitting at a, sitting at their desk, and all of a sudden, you know, ping, they'll feel like not just that they've become cold, but I mean, often the kind of a cold breeze from nowhere appears, and they'll feel that there's a chill and a presence to that, and that is a really distinct feeling, and I was uh, talking to a woman in Connecticut who's got a house that she moved into that's really got a serious case of that, where she feels like this thing will just come and, you know, put its hand on her shoulder and she'll just be frozen there. And it's another house like you're talking about, like her mother came and, you know, walked in the door and looked around for a minute and turned around and walked out and said, I'm sorry, dear, I'm not coming to your house because it's yeah. too weird to me. Yeah. And, you know, at least they have that level of communication that they <laughs> they can talk about. This place feels weird and I'm not coming in here. Uh, whereas a lot of people are just like, okay, you know, I'm not going to talk about this or we're not going to talk about this. And that's sort of the, uh, mm-hmm. the standard view is not to talk about it. Well, I have to tell you, you know, I mean, there are so many of these things that, and for those of you out there, you know, get a copy of Sheldon's book and all of this will be outlined for you. Uh, Healing Houses, my work as a psychic house cleaner. I've kind of saved, I think, the best for last, or at least I think so, or at least in the field that I'm in, the thing that I have personally experienced most. Hmm. And that is, you know, we've gotten, we've actually gotten some uh, Hollywoodism from it. uh, And, you know, I mean, I think there have been a different bunch of films out there. I think there was one with Richard Gere. What was it called? The Mothman Prophecies. Ah. But here's what it is. This whole electrical telephone problem issue thing. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about this because we are now bombarded with electromagnetic fields Mm -hmm. and more so than we've ever been. And so the question I want to ask you is that show clearly or that movie, I don't know if you saw that movie with Richard Gere. No, I did not. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's actually one of my one of my favorite movies to watch. It's actually really scary. Right. Uh, it's but scary. part of it, it's scary, right? It was it was scary for me, and I have a pretty good tolerance. You know what I mean? But the whole phone thing with the electromagnetic idea about entities being able to either communicate or interrupt those signals, I think, is really scary for people. It's, it's so funny because I, I I more think about the old one of the very early Twilight Zones. With Billy oh. Mummy, when Billy Mummy's like five years old, and yeah. the phone keeps ringing, and it's his dead grandmother. Oh my God, that was so scary! But but it's but it's really it's so much more about that. It's about your grandmother wants to talk to you to let you know something from the other side. Mm. And it is much more uh, a realistic. You know, if you if you go back or if you like pull the curtain back and say, okay, we're not going to buy any of this fear hype, blah 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 blah, imaginary whatever, but we're going to say that we as human beings are spiritual entities who are communicating on this energetic level, whether we're in a body or moving beyond that. Then what are we going to do, you know, to communicate with each other in some way um, when? We're not here anymore. And in places where people have died, 
and are trying really hard to show up here because they didn't want to leave here or they want to impress you with the fact that they're still here and you're intruding on them, then their attempt to use the telephone is going to be to try and tell you something, basically, that they're annoyed with you. And, you know, they're going to make the phone ring. They're going to make the TV turn on and off. I hear that more. um, Well, I mean, both of those. The TV coming on in places and then turning off, that's kind of a constant in places that have a really serious ghost problem. But that these uh, entities or these spirits are trying to influence physical reality through some means of electromagnetic transfer. As much mm-hmm. as they can put into an electromagnetic system, they're, they're pushing it across. Mm-hmm. Or that, you know, somebody is really trying to communicate with you who has something to say to you. So, you know, obviously this is really generating a lot of conversation. I've got another uh, question that has just come in. And uh, and this is a really interesting question. Uh, and I think it piggybacks what we were talking about kids. It says, if children see shadows in their room every night, wow, really? If children see shadows in their room every night, could that be some kind of energy? We brushed it off to a shadow from a tree outside. He was always afraid of shadows. The house was built by the family. No one ever lived in it before. Could there have been something else going on? Boy, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Yeah, the whole could, you know, the could variable. Um, A lot of things cause shadows, and shadows move with, you know, Mm -hmm. movement of light and the wind. You know, I'd say a tree is a pretty good culprit for making shadows that appear. And the fact is, is that your brain's job is to try to put a an image that it understands on everything it sees. This is the most current research in brain anatomy: is that your whatever image you're looking at, your brain will try to identify it and give you the impression that it is something that it knows, rather than being able to see it as undefined and for little kids that looking at some moving changing uh unknown is definitely something that they'll try to put a spin on um but there's a level at which they also are uh open to communication by things the shadow on the wall phenomenon I'm I'm much less concerned about than repeated dreams about a particular uh, person or thing uh-huh. or uh, voices that they're hearing or things that are being communicated to them. If it's a visual sense, then it's less, you know, the eye is sort of running its own program more than... Uh, you know, the sense of being talked to or met on a on a spirit level. Mm. Well, I, you know, I, I have to tell you, this has been, first of all, this has been really great to finally catch up with you. Thank you so much for joining the show. Well, you're so welcome. Um, and the book is really amazing. I'm so glad you wrote this, Sheldon. I really am. Me you know, too. It really does. It, it really does clarify and help. Um, and, and I think more and more now we're getting stories, or at least I'm hearing stories of, you know, friends of mine that have bought a new house, they've moved in, and there just isn't something right 
especially as we grow as a society and there's more likelihood for these kinds of things to happen. Um, uh, the people that have uh, sent us the questions, they want to thank you very, very much. Um, thank you for sharing this. It was great to hear this. Um, I'm learning a lot from this, and there's much more that great. we could probably learn. So folks have really enjoyed this. Great. I want to ask you, um, before we go, do you have a personal message for us? What would you like to leave with our listeners tonight, Sheldon? Well, have a great holiday season. And, uh, yeah. Just uh, the intention sets the pathway for everything. So set the intention for your home to be mm-hmm. joyous and convivial, and uh, let that be the uh, the setting that you that you live by. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hey, everybody! I want to make sure um, that you know you can check out uh, Sheldon his work. Uh, what's going on at HealingHouses.com? So that's HealingHouses.com. Um, go ahead and get a copy of the book. Check out the videos. He's got lots of information about his work, about his speaking, and much more, upcoming events and so forth. Thank you so much, Sheldon. Have a very, very happy holiday, and thank you for doing what you do. Thank you, Pat. You bet. Wow, what a great show, everybody. Um, we didn't even touch on so much of what Sheldon's work is about and what he's done. Uh, please go ahead and get your own copies. Check out the videos he's got on the website. And remember, you know, you do have some incredible insight into the things going on in your life. And every day, I hope you honor who you are and take a moment to understand that you know more than you think you know. Until next time, make yourselves a fabulous, fabulous life. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show.
are near us. Angels bring many images in our minds. They are protectors and guardians. We can feel their heavenly presence when we open and invite them into our lives. Linda Torres serves as an instrument to deliver the peace, love, and inspiration that the angels and archangels desire for each one of us. Linda reminds us that these celestial beings are here to love, light, and divinely guide us throughout our 